0: D-Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: Come on, baby, let's get that first down, baby! Give it your
0: all, baby! Better bring your heart. Oh,
1: all
2: to came day, baby. Yeah! Gotta fight for them inches, get that first down. You gotta climb for them inches, get that first down. You better hustle for them inches, get that first down. Keep that tribe alive until they scream and touchdown. You gotta fight for them inches get that first down. You gotta climb for them
0: inches get that first down. Welcome in to the first down fantasy podcast. Here with the usual crew of Eric Mendelssohn. What's going on? John Etten?
2: What up, what up, what up?
0: And we got our good friend, buddy of the podcast, JL. What's going on, buddy?
2: How much? How you fellas doing? Always pretty lovely. good. Pretty good. Um, good, man.
0: Glad glad that you're on the pod. Yeah, it, uh Eric SB Mendelson is glad to have you. John and I are glad to have you. For those that don't know, SB stands for uh small bladder. Uh, I mean, you know, it's proportionate to my height and it should be expected. Oh, that, that was the comeback you were. Yeah. Playing. And this no. guy before the pod sits here is like, oh, I got a great comeback for when you say it. No, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It's a good deflection. It's true. Don't want to have to go through an hour holding in this piss. <laughs> well. And we will move on to uh, – we've got a full show today. So, in here, um, our good buddy JL is uh, has got a nice uh, little thing we want to share with you guys. But um, I want to start with how we usually start. We have uh, takeaways from week 10. So, Eric, I'll start with you. What are your three takeaways from week 10? My first is I'm a little nervous about the Saints uh, – I know it's obviously one bad game, but they have 27 points total in the first quarter this year. So they get off starting a little slow, and they've been banged up, so I'm not as high on them as I was. The next is the Rams have kind of looked a little shaky to me. Todd Gurley hasn't been effective. Brandon Cooks is out. Jared Goff looks bad Sunday. Uh, I think the Steelers are a good D, but I think the Rams are a little, uh, a little shaky. I mean, the, on some good news, though, David, I don't mean to do this to rub it in, but the Titans looked good against your Chiefs. Ryan Tannehill is a savior. Where's the disconnect button? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just feel good about some of the players in that offense moving forward. All right. Actually, um, we we actually are similar in a couple of these. Uh, John, what about you? What are your takeaways from Week 10?
1: Uh. To- Big takeaways is uh, backup quarterbacks are absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff Driscoll and, and Brian Hoyer, you know, huge names, obviously, coming into our absolute garbage. Losing to the Dolphins and I'm going to say losing to the Bears too is embarrassing, especially the way they showed it.
2: Brian uh, the- Finley is a future Hall of Famer, though, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I forgot about him as a backup too. I mean, just because. Well, my- remember, he's a ginger, so
0: he has no soul. I can't. Help <laughs> if he has red or brown hair, to be honest. Yeah. Why do Why do the Bengals
2: draft injured quarterbacks? It's It's like it's weird, right? Like three, they're getting into fetish territory. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Front yard. It goes. Ready. It goes with
2: their jerseys too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's your third takeaway? the The only good backup has been Ryan Tannehill, and uh, he looked real good against Chiefs. I just had to rub that in a little bit more for you there, but. Um, Guys, let's just pile on David for this podcast. (laughs) I I
0: saw an ESPN segment where the Raiders run the table and win the division, David. So all this negativity towards the Chiefs is going to have to stop because right now I'm I'm not too happy with how the season is progressing right now. And uh, I will say over the weekend that uh, I didn't have a least favorite football team until this past weekend, and now the Tennessee Titans are definitely it. So our, wow. I don't know who likes the Titans. They're just, they're a boring team. They're just like that itch you can't scratch. I always liked uh, Steve McNair and Kevin Dyson. So come on, man.
2: <laughs> Rob Barones mm-hmm. was a solid kicker. R.I.P. Yeah. I love how the Chiefs fan is like, oh, man, life is so hard. Yeah, I, I shouldn't complain. You're right. You it, just, it just have a generational
0: quarterback. <laughs> Try being a
2: Washington fan.
0: Oh, God, I can't even imagine. You guys, but but well, you know what? You have a damn good culture. So you have that going <laughs> for you. Um. So, JL, what are your uh, takeaways from Week 10?
2: Man, I got a lot. First one, I think the Ravens are going to be a Super Bowl team. I'm calling my shot now. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, Super Bowl. I think so. I don't know, you know, you brought up the Titans before. You fellas tell me, is it time that I should stop having trust issues with Derrick Henry, or am I okay to still harbor these feelings?
0: It, Derrick Henry's sneaky
1: good. I, I've trusted him all season, even with Mariota, so.
0: You know with Derrick Henry, you're getting tons of volume. So, I, I mean, that's always, I feel like, in play, if you have Derrick Henry. You know he's going to get, you know, 20 carries a game. Right. And if you look at it, too, who's their number two? Deion Lewis. and What's he... How many touches does he get a game? I haven't time? even heard his name once this entire season. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I mean, who else is competing with him for touches?
2: He got dropped in my, my Dynasty League, and I was, my initial reaction was like, oh, my God, someone accidentally dropped Deion Lewis. And then I was like, wait. And I looked at his game log, and it's like, one, two, one, three. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's not with New
0: England anymore. Once they go away from New England, they become mortal. <laughs> um,
2: what else do you have, JL? I think my last one is that Gerald Everett is the real deal. Ooh, ooh. calling in now. So, what about Gerald Everett appeals to you? He's just looked good, man. He's he's been coming on strong when you know when he initially uh, came out of college. Everyone had there's a lot of hype around him. Everyone was playing around the narrative of you know he's played with God before. They're gonna have this great connection, this great rapport, uh, and it didn't really happen. You know, it sort of died out and you know. I feel like everyone sort of forgot about him and then recently he's been uh, surfacing as a as a waiver wire target and um you know i think from the games i've watched this game i've watched uh he's running good routes he's getting the targets he's uh that are getting thrown his way and he's looking good i you know can't he say, is taking like, so he is taking some of brandon cook's targets now that he's now for the foreseeable future how many more times can brandon cooks get knocked out like, I've seen this dude lay out flat, unconscious on a field like at least four times in like the last few years.
0: I don't know at this point. You have money, you have a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. I think he's a Super Bowl ring. Um, why don't you just retire? At, at that point, your health is in question, but the brain can't heal itself, David. You might as well just play it out
1: at
2: this point. That's true. <laughs> he doesn't remember the other hits.
0: <laughs> well, it
2: was the first time I got knocked out.
0: <laughs> it's never happened before uh it's full well, going off of that point for my takeaways what's um, that
1: spongebob meme where he's dressed as like the the flat he goes want to see me get it'll be like with uh, a. I, I goes, love that one knocked out
0: want to see me do it again <laughs> <laughs> go jail going off of that point though and eric you're one of your takeaways i'm actually scared of the rams oh um the rams offense just in general um i think i know that um that their center just got declared out for the year. His name escapes me at the moment, and um, they're also their right tackle uh, is out for the year. So they're missing two of their starting offensive linemen. So it's resulting in Jared uh, Goff having to throw really quickly and just throw checkdowns, which is I think is why JL, to your point, Gerald Everett has a lot of these targets is because he's the the quick go to option, um, especially with Cooper Cup drawing a lot of double coverage. So I, I am a little. I do like Gerald Everett, but I am a little concerned about the whole Rams offense in general. Um, my second takeaway is I think Pittsburgh D is for real. Since they got Minka Fitzpatrick, they had just been bawling. And oh, my
2: God. He's been just going ham. I mean,
0: he's got to be in the contention for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I mean, he has, I think, uh, two interception return for touchdowns, four or five picks in seven games. He's just transformed that defense. Um, yeah, he has. And um, this next one, I will make a pod bet for anybody that wants to bet me on this. I think it's either Lamar Jackson or
2: Russell Wilson for MVP. I think it's a two-horse race now. Is any Lamar Jackson stole Deshaun Watson's Heisman, and so it's only natural that it's going to happen again, and he's going to steal MVP for Russell Wilson. So I'll <laughs> ask you guys real quick before
0: we move on. Who's your MVP right now? Lamar Jackson, he just puts up Madden numbers. Russell Wilson.
2: Deion Lewis. <laughs> ah, the real Oh.
0: <laughs> I, see, if the Seahawks had lost to the Niners, I think I would have given it to Lamar Jackson. But the fact that Russell Wilson just took down the undefeated Niners, and I know Lamar took down the undefeated Patriots, but uh, Russell Wilson did it in San Francisco. Lamar Jackson did it at, in Baltimore. I think unless Russell Wilson loses a bunch of games, I think he's got it.
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, he's he's shown it before. People know what they're getting. I think with Lamar, you have, you know, the novelty of it, um, the fact that he's styling out like he, you know, he's he's got a style, he plays well. Um, he's overcome what what people expected of him and you know, the box they are putting him in, so Uh, I think when you sort of defy those expectations that are set of you, you sort of come off as as standing out. And so my vote would definitely be with Lamar.
0: All right. Well, we sound like we're actually uh, split on the podcast. It's interesting. I think tiebreaker goes to the guest. (laughs) It just might. Or we might have to make a. uh, You guys hear something? Uh, Sounds like a pod bet. I really like that, David. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I really like that. Uh it took a lot of work, but I found the perfect siren for our pod bets. So uh let's keep that in just a note here. Um we're kind of we're split halfway through the little pathway through the season here on MVP. We'll see who uh calls it right in the end here. Um speaking of MVPs though, JL is the real MVP for this uh this website he's putting together. Um, Stop. he, uh, I've taken a look at it. It's actually very interesting. JL, do you want to tell us about, uh, this project that you've been working on? JL, tell us about, uh, your Front Yard Fantasy, um website. What is, uh, what are we looking at here? You he fellas there? Yeah. Can,
2: can you hear, hear us? us? anchor yeah.
0: Anchor's trying to sabotage me. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You just missed the uh the intro to your segment here. We'll uh you can edit, it right? good segue. <laughs> That's all. I did. I'll just part out. But um so JL uh speaking of MVPs here, we have the uh your project you've been putting together. Um do you want to tell us a little bit about Front Yard Fantasy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So my co-founder Simon and I have been working on a trade mediation platform. You know, we love fantasy football and trading is a huge aspect of that. And, you know, the best teams are trading constantly. They're, they're swapping in the optimal lineup. They're making sure their team is the best, balanced out. But getting league mates to trade sucks. It sucks trying to convince your league mate is non-responsive. who values, players way differently than you do. Uh, you know, who might be a jerk, never know. So we help fantasy players find mutually beneficial trades just through trade mediation uh, using our platform. And so it's been great. We uh, we have a site up at frontyardfantasy.com and you can sign up for early access now. Um, But yeah, we're excited. We, we love this like problem. It's like a problem that, you know, Simon and I feel very acutely in our own leagues. And um, it's really fun to sort of be able to merge work with our passion.
0: Yeah, I've actually I've looked through the site. Uh, the layout is really nice, really easy to navigate. Um, you have a nice explanation of how it works and each step laid out. Um, and it's just, again, it's very visually ap-
2: uh, appealing. Um, how much does it cost uh, for this website? It's free right now. So we're in we're in early beta. Uh, we have a, a wait list, and we're we're opening it up slowly, um, getting user feedback. Uh, you, Simon, and I are just like all all the rest of you, you know, fantasy players who love fantasy, and like we want to build tools that are useful to you and help you win your leagues or help you have more fun playing fantasy. And so, um, you know, right now it's free, and we're we're working heavily with the community with, with other you know fantasy players and and um, yeah, figuring out how to better you know make the tool better so that it becomes more valuable to you.
0: And are, so are you guys live – you guys are live assisting when these people send trades in. You, it's not a like a, a tool that, that rates that you guys are actually going in each trade and, and giving your kind of values on players. Is that correct? No, it's completely automated. Oh, so that's it, awesome.
2: Yeah, so it's an automated platform. So it, it's really easy. Three easy steps. You, uh, you go on. You add the, your players from each of your rosters. Um, you – Value you input your values for each of the players, uh, and uh, what your confidence and your value is, then uh, you invite your your lead mate, and they do the same, and then the system's going to generate trade different trade ideas for you both, and uh, you just go in and rate, say whether you would accept or, or decline, uh, and the system's going to give you a report uh, with a bunch of different ideas. You can think of it sort of like an, uh, a really advanced interactive trade block, right? Like trade block, you can kind of see who people want to trade, who they don't. Um, and re- we really wanted to build this concept of, like, you define how you value players. You know, you, you shouldn't, uh, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily trust trade calculators um, because they treat player values like they're objective. Uh, and in reality, we all know, like, the fun part about fantasy is having your own opinion and, uh, you know, calling your own shots. And so, all you know, all we're doing is helping you and your league mate uh, have a way to communicate and figure out what's, you know, a, a trade that you're both going to be happy with.
0: I like that, especially because uh, I definitely know I'm plenty of times where I'm unsure if uh, I'm getting the better value or if my opponent's getting the better value. So a site like this, I think, could be very useful if you're kind of on the fence on making a trade. Um, I love it. Um, and, and again, the the site itself is the Tom Brady of fantasy sites as far as how visually appealing it is. Yeah, thank you. Um. Eric, I know you had a question you wanted to ask. Yeah, so, JL, even though fantasy is a niche community, you know that there's many different segments. Who are you specifically targeting? More of dynasty people, you know, people that take it very serious. You know, who, who are you really hoping to reach?
2: Yeah, we're, we're, right now we're, we're targeting um, – uh, players who are a bit more engaged who, who know the game of fantasy over an Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, seems to cut out whenever you ask me to start talking. <laughs> um. All right, I'll start from here. So right now we're, we're targeting uh, players who are more engaged, can, can value players, can have an opinion, be able to quantify how, you know, how they value players, uh, whether that's through ranking or um, just being able to know, like, you know how they might value obj over deandre you know you know in in relativity to deandre hopkins um our plan is to expand outwards and and you know add in some more uh helpful tools in that integrate with that process that you know sort of help some more novice players or um you know players who are less aware be uh more cognizant of different player values be more cognizant of biases that are coming into play and um You know, being more upfront and honest about can we find mutually beneficial trades that we both are going to be happy with? Sounds good. And uh, John, did you have a question you wanted to?
1: I'm I'm just curious on where the uh, the AI comes in. Yeah, the big big data cloud, all those all those words.
2: Yeah, all the buzzwords. We're using blockchain to to (laughs) manage your fantasy team now. Um. Yeah, so the the AI comes in. uh, We're we're utilizing game theory. um, If you're familiar with John Nash and like his his idea of utility theory, along with um, knowledge-based AI. And so what that does is you're essentially teaching computers how to think. uh, You know, model human thought, human uh, brain, cognitive processes, uh, in algorithms. And so we're using that to sort of help um, find generate trades that both players will be happy with um, and that are optimal. And so, you know, a lot of times when you're, when you're talking trades with your league mate, you're only touching on a small subset of the players on each rock ro- uh, on each roster. Uh, you, you know, you typically don't end up going down each, each person, the list. And so, uh, you know, our tool allows you to sort of explore more parts of the roster without having to talk back and forth and ask, you know, force, uh, you know, opinion out of your league mates or convince them or negotiate uh, so we're trying to take the pain out of the fantasy trading process to let you focus on uh, you know what you do best, which is building your team.
0: Cool. All right, uh, Jales, do you have any idea when you guys are launching? Is there any kind of social media to follow um, this on? Um, where should people find out more about you? Yeah.
2: So so right now uh, you can go to frontyardfantasy.com dot com and you can sign up for early access. Uh, we'll reach out to you with a, an early access invitation. Um, you know, most trade deadline is coming up for most leagues, and so you know we're we're sort of slow rolling it and, and getting feedback, and making sure that you know we we provide a tool that's you know the most valuable to you as a fantasy player. And So uh, you know, as the as the off season rolls around, we'll be opening that up to more and more people. And uh, by the time the off season comes around for all you dynasty players, should be available for you. Um, if you want to follow us on social media. We're at Front Yard FYF uh, on Twitter and Instagram. All right.
0: So, guys, again, that's frontyardfantasy.com. Um, check them out. Again, It's uh, it seems awesome. I'm definitely going to be using it. Um, so if you need some help with your trades, make sure to go and check that out. And, um, yeah, it, it, uh, again, I'm going to be a fan. So uh, thank you, JL, for uh,
2: kind of getting us familiar with your uh, – your baby creation here of course. And you know, Eric, no matter how many times you ask, I'm not going to tweak the algorithm so that you get all these lopsided trades. So. Ah. <laughs> I, I,
0: okay. This, since this is brought up, I, I want to get through some more of the segments, but um, at the end, make sure you stay tuned because there's a trade that we need to talk about. Oh um, gosh, I'm so ready. So uh, <laughs> we will say that to the end, but um, I do want to transition um, from that to uh, let's talk about um a new segment we have here. Um, we're going to talk about. You, it,
2: it, you? And.
0: Well, that sound bite kind of sucked, but. I like the horn. Go back to the horn. <laughs> the guy was supposed to say not cool. And it, like, I don't know what happened, but it's cool. Not cool. So what we're going to be looking here is I have six players. Um, you're going to tell me they're cool. There's someone worth picking up someone that you should believe in the rest of the season, or they're not cool. Um, someone that's kind of a one hit wonder someone maybe you should leave on the waiver wire. Um, if you want to give a, a, a one to 10 on the cool meter, um, kind of let us know where you feel at. So, um, I'm going to start out uh, JL with our first guy here, Darius Slayton. Is he cool or is he not cool?
2: Darius Slayton is the coolest. I mean, have you seen his touchdown celebrations? <laughs> no, I, I really like Darius Slayton. You know, he's a rookie. Um, a lot of low expectations of him. Like he wasn't, um, you know, not a lot of people thought he'd be much in the league. And, and you know, his, his sort of stars aligned in giving him this opportunity, uh, the Giants. And I think he's taking a you know, good advantage of it. Um, He's got the Bears coming up, I believe, and uh, then the Packers. And so, Bears might be a tough one. Um, so, short-term, you know, may, might be tough. But, you know, I think in the long term, he'll he'll be, uh, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three on this Giants offense. Do you still like him if um, Shepard
0: comes back and Ingram's back? Do you still like him as much, or is it kind of when they come back, you're a little more hesitant?
2: yeah I do I mean, I think like the easy narrative is to say you know daniel jones is is brand new and he's sort of getting this this building this trust with with Slayton um and so while I think you know Shepard and Ingram are probably more talented uh than than Slayton, I think that you know there's plenty of opportunity for that giant's offense I mean they got a lot of a lot of room above them to improve, so I think that you know uh there'll, there'll always be opportunity and You know, I think Shepard and Ingram are are prone to injury. And so, um, really, the the whole Giants offense is always prone to injury. It's been that way for seasons. So, I think that, you know, uh, he'll absolutely have opportunity.
0: Okay, Darius Slayton, cool on the cool meter here. Um, Eric, OJ Howard, is he a one-hit wonder? Is he not cool or is he cool? Well, for the record, I just want to say I called Slayton two weeks ago. (laughs) He had a dud and then he went off, so. Ah, it doesn't matter. You called him for the wrong week.
1: You guys won't yeah, guess. I, I'm a
0: long-term him. believer. I never doubted him. Go ahead. Call. Okay, or call for this week. Is he going to be good this week?
2: Where are they playing this week? He prefers to make his shots after they happen. <laughs> Very true. The Giants the, uh, have to buy
0: this week. Yeah. No, he, can't, he can't do anything this week, For yeah, a question. Um,
2: Would definitely not start him then. <laughs>
0: Eric, what are your thoughts on OJ Howard?
2: Uh, I'm going to say he's cool. I traded for him, so I feel like I'm obligated to say
0: that. Uh, but the Tampa Bay offense is pretty pass heavy. It seems like everybody kind of has their game. Like it's a Mike Evans game. It's a Godwin game. It's spread around. So I feel like the potential's upside is there. Tight end is a pretty shallow position, kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? It's you have your couple studs and then the rest is kind of just, pray that they get a touchdown um tight end is definitely very weak in fantasy and you could probably do a lot worse than oj howard um i think there's potential there for him to be a top six tight end like he was drafted to be um but i think now being a free agent off the waiver wire you don't have uh to invest obviously the kind of capital you did if you drafted him um so, John, I'll ask you for the next one here. Uh, Brian Hill for the Falcons.
1: I actually, just for the record, I want to say uh, I would prefer real or no real. I think there's something in there if the player is real or no real. But um, Did they roll
0: off the tongue as well?
1: No, I just was stuck on a deal or no deal thing. But, <laughs> I, I, I think he's cool on the cool meter um, I just like with Devonta Freeman going out and as – uh, Julio Jones. Uh, fan. Um, anytime I see B. Hill do anything on a fantasy cast, I get irrationally angry, and it, it happens uh, quite a bit. So uh, I think he does have a, a good string of games in him uh, moving forward.
2: Am I am I crazy, or could Eric pass off as Howie Mandel?
0: <laughs> Eric <laughs> <is> Howie Mandel.
2: <laughs> Maybe if he grew like that old soul patch that he used to
0: have. Oh yeah, get the glasses. Oh, not
2: even that short.
0: I heard Howie Mandel uh,
1: use the bathroom every 10 minutes, too.
0: I feel like it was a backhanded. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that they was a called back- him a
2: uh, small bladder Mandel, right? Yeah. It, I wow. feel like that was a, a backhanded compliment. I'll take it.
0: You got to get the like the finger thing like when you point to the suitcases or the cases <laughs> up top.
2: We do those this, are million-dollar fingers. If we do it live, then I'll do that. <laughs> Listen, you can get one of those like bald caps for Halloween, like the Dr. X bald caps, and you would rock it, man. I'm telling you. I'll keep that in mind.
0: All right, we move on, uh, JL, to our next guy, James Washington. He's had a string of um, two great weeks the last couple of weeks. Is he uh, is he cool, or is he not cool and
2: leave him alone? Uh, I guess I go back and forth on James Washington. He's been available in pretty much all my leagues, as I think he is in most leagues. And he's one of those players. I think he like he should be better than he is, and I'm not sure what the reason for that is. I mean, I think partially is the QB issues, right? You got big be Ben out. Um, I'm pretty sure Mason Rudolph just like wandered on the field and they just made him starting quarterback. I don't think he's ever actually played football. Um, but I think, you know, James Washington, he's got talent. We saw it in college. We saw it, um, you know, in, in, in the hype in the, um, from the community prior to the, to, to his rookie year. Um, but for some reason it's not happening. So, you know, I'm gonna say not cool, but I'm also gonna pull in Eric here and you know make my actual decision after he breaks out or not.
0: <laughs> I love all the back these uh these thoughts for Eric because uh Yeah this is this is very why why,
2: true. Did, why did I get you on
0: the podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Eric, you know I'm always going to you with the Niners questions. Debo Samuel, is he uh, uh worth picking up? I think he is. George Kittle is already ruled out. Manuel Sanders is, sounds like a game-time decision. Brita will be out a week or two. I think the 49ers going 8-0 um, gave us a little bit of room to, you know, let our players relax and have them ready for the playoffs.
2: I so, love how he conveniently uh, leaves out the, the loss to the Seahawks. <laughs> ah, it's it's and, still fresh. Uh, ah, fresh. We, we don't
0: talk about that on here.
2: All season, they're going to be 8-0. We, we, uh,
0: we don't talk about that. <laughs> talk to the Seahawks. We're not censored by FCC airwaves, so I can say that.
2: <laughs>
0: um, but I would say, yeah, I, he's going to be in there for a lot of snaps. Dante Pettis is losing snaps too, so if he's available, you know, take him. Uh, Eric, do you, are you ballsy enough? Would you start a lineup with Debo Samuel and Raheem Mostert? Uh, ballsy enough or desperate enough? Uh, I'm asking. For I, a I friend, think one of them. My think, friend might do this. I think. I think one of them could do it, but to expect both to have really good games, I think you're banking a little too much on it. My friend, I met me, and <laughs> that, that's the situation we're in, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yes, I I, I do like Debo. I actually picked him up in all my leagues, and um, I, I think he's a great start this week. Um, I am intrigued about Mostert though because I did see Brita's out for at least the next week or two. So he becomes the number two, and he's also the touchdown guy, isn't he? No. (laughs) That's Uh Evan Coleman. Fair enough. He's gonna get it if he plays, which he probably will, he is gonna get exactly what Brita had. So like, you know, short yardage plays, you know, no goal. Okay. Well that might be that's a sneaky flex, maybe potentially. Um, John, I go to you for our last guy in the cool or not cool. Ryan Tannehill. What do you think?
1: I, I did just want to say I did think it was interesting. You were asking about Debo Samuel because I did notice you were starting him against me as of now. So <laughs> you're sort of crowdsourcing your lineup right now. But hell, uh, I think I think he's a start, uh, or sorry, he's a cool in the not cool rating. Uh, I just think the offense looking like it's clicking. He, he's getting more comfortable. Uh, just one more quarterback once released from well turned out to be not that bad. So I, uh,
0: I definitely, I think I agree with you on that, John. Of course, he, he is he on a buy this week? Uh, it's a very good question. I think the Titans play. uh they might have a buy. Titans are on a buy. Titans are on a yeah. buy. Okay, so
1: it, it can't give me a cool or not cool in the play a buy. I can't get my
0: gratification. <laughs> we there? Are there four teams on buy this week, or just or are there six like last week? There's four. Okay, yeah. So it just feels like everybody's on a buy. Um. All right. Well, those are your uh, cools, not cools. Uh, so if someone like Tannehill or Darius Slayton's on a, a buy, then this might be your chance to pick them up because um, next week when they play again, they might get picked up uh, before waiver. So just keep an eye on them. Um, we're going to move into our usual daily segment we have here our uh, week uh, 11 analysis. I probably need to get like a more of a football y game sound for that, don't I? Yeah. Um, so we start out with our first game of the week. And as uh, we are recording this on Wednesday and as we plan to do for the future, um, so we can get this pod out before the Thursday night game. Um, we have the Thursday night game this week of Pittsburgh visiting Cleveland. Uh, so, Jay, I'm going to ask you. Uh, what are some fantasy relevant notes you can take from this game?
2: Well, my co founder Simon will kill me if I don't say the Browns are going to win this. <laughs> is
0: he a Browns
2: fan? <laughs> he is the biggest Browns fan. And and is he, he's a legit Browns fan, not just like once they got all these nice jerseys. So as good. soon as OBJ G- G- got traded. Up so much. <laughs> yeah, as soon as OBJ got traded, he bought his jersey, became a Browns fan.
0: Oh, man. Um, so what do you think? So
2: I'm thinking that I'm thinking that the Browns will pull out a win on this one. I'm seeing a lot of analysts talk about uh, you know, Baker being a uh, you know good start this week. Uh, Steelers defense has been formidable, um, and their offense hasn't been great. And so my take is it's it's not going to be a real high scoring game. If it is, it's going to be a game on the ground. Uh, but you absolutely got to start Nick Chubb uh cream hunt i think is startable definitely a flex option if you uh were able to snack him up before he came back um but yeah i mean i i think that i think that the it's going to be tough to get a lot of fantasy producers this in this game in this matchup um but hopefully you know i'm proven wrong and hopefully we don't end up with a you know boring low scoring game on a prime time slot
0: I'm looking forward to seeing what the color rush unis are going to look like for this Ooh, game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, John, I'm, I'm moving to you for our local game here, uh, Houston visiting the Ravens. Um, what are your thoughts for this game? Who's could be fantasy relevant that you want to play? Sean
2: Watson, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Heisman revenge game. That's all I'm saying. Oh, so this is a, could, be, could be the highest scoring matchup of the uh, of the week.
0: Ooh, I like – we should start doing those guesses.
2: Will Lamar Jackson Call. pull out the sunglasses again? I need your cutting-edge analysis.
1: I do think uh, <laughs> with the Houston defense, is not not very good. Um, they do get gashed for, you know, some points. Uh, you know, I like, obviously, Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson. Um, I do like Andrews and Hurst, the tight ends. They seem to be catching the ball uh, – more or just as much as any of the wide receivers, uh, even Hollywood Brown. So I think it's a big uh, tight end start game. I know Darren Waller had a good game against the Texans. So uh, sort of a, a big uh, tight end in Lamar Jackson day I'm seeing.
2: How do you think Deshaun will do against that uh, Ravens defense? You know,
1: I think he's, he's a different – I guess they have a practice in, against a mobile quarterback. Uh, every day. So I guess they're sort of better equipped than a lot of these teams to prepare for uh, somebody like Deshaun Watson who can move and scramble and throw the ball. So I think he has a a pretty, pretty average day. I mean, you got to start him if you have him, but I don't think he's going to do anything spectacular.
2: Man, it's got to suck to be on that that Ravens defense and having to do all your daily reps with Lamar Jackson.
0: (laughs) uh, John, who's more fantasy points, Deshaun Watson or Lamar Lamar Jackson? Jackson? You're okay. wrong. John. Okay. you're on. Re- you're on recording here, saying that. So we'll find out how it goes next week. Um, and uh, Eric, we move into a nice NFC South matchup: the uh, Falcons visiting the Panthers, and also looks like could be a high-scoring matchup. What are your takeaways for this matchup? Yeah, I think you know if Matt Ryan plays, you're going to start him. Uh, as you've said before, Chris McCaffrey, you got to start him. Put him in. Lock him in as RB one. Are you sure? Uh, no, no, I'm not sure. Uh DJ You know you didn't call him his actual name, Eric. I didn't. He is CMC the god. <laughs> yeah, he kinda is a god though. He saved someone's life, never forget.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know, I still think I start Mike Tolbert over him. <laughs> oh god.
2: He's still no. in the league. <laughs> He's still on my fantasy team. <laughs>
0: The original touchdown vulture.
2: Uh, I also like DJ Moore. I
0: think DJ Moore has, has gotten a lot of uh, target share with Kyle Allen, and they're kind of building a rapport now. And uh, I think Brian Hill is a good play this week. It's only him and Kenyon Barner that are the active running backs. So I think maybe if he doesn't even get care, the carries, he's going to get a decent amount of catches. So start him You know, if you need someone this week. Does Brian Hill get 20 touches? Yes. Hmm. Someone might want to make a bet on that. Um, Does Kenyon
2: Kenyon Barner get 20 touches?
0: They said, from what I've heard, Kenyon Barner might actually be a little bit more involved than people think. I think it's 50-50. From what I've heard, I I think they don't want to turn this backfield completely over to Brian Hill. I think you will see a little Kenyon Barner in there. I think so, too, but I, I still think he's going to get the lion's share of the work. And keep in mind too, this is probably a game where the Panthers have a. I know we said this last week with the Saints, uh, but I do think if the Panthers build a lead, they're going to have to go to the air, and that's going to limit Brian Hill's fantasy value at that point. Seems more of like a runner than a pass uh, pass catcher.
2: Yeah, and I, I think Matt, you know, the the Falcons are probably my guess is going that they're going to be behind in this game, um, and so there's a good chance that they're going to be pretty pass heavy. Uh, if they, you know, and it's very possible that. Brian Hill the third string running back could get game scripted out in his first game. And that would disappoint a lot of folks who just shelled out a whole lot of FAB money on them this week.
0: That's how, you know, my man is deeply invested in the fantasy life here. Game script and FAB are two nice fantasy drop fours right there.
2: Um, I put them in every conversation. My grandma's so sick of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, I'm going to go right back to you here
0: for the uh, Dallas and Detroit game. Um, Does Zeke get back on track in this game, and uh, are there Detroit pass catchers? Do you like either of them in this matchup?
2: I think J.D. McKissick is definitely a sneaky play, Um, you know, running back. uh, I definitely think that uh, this should be a a close game. You know, some people may not expect that. You know, Cowboys have been playing, uh, you know, well. But I think that Zeke absolutely needs to get back on track. Um, I'm hoping he will. My fantasy team is hoping he will. Um, but the Detroit Lions have been, have been, um, you know, showing up in matchups that I haven't really expected them to, uh, you know, Marvin Jones has been a good play. Uh, Galladay, I feel like has been good. Uh, and I, you know, maybe my expectations were high coming the season. Uh, but, um, you know, I'm hoping that, that one of them sort of shows up and, and is the, who gets a lot of points, gets a lot of targets this, uh, this weekend, but yeah, I think it'll be a good game.
0: Yeah, I do think it'll be an entertaining game for sure. Any games in a dome, I think, are always uh, a must-watch. Do you think
2: you could start Michael Gallup?
0: I would. I'm a Michael Gallup fan. I think Detroit is not a great defense. I think you got to start him. Um, Eric, Jacksonville visiting the Colts in the uh, return of Nick Foles. And it looks like the return of Jacoby Brissett. What do you think for this game? Um, we, I, we know Leonard Fournette is a must-start. You know, Marlon Mack is going to be played. Um, is there anybody that someone might be on the fence of that you recommend or uh, any other fantasy players we should know I'm about? I'm playing Zach Pascal in a league, and with T.Y. out and Jacoby back, I think he looks pretty good. Uh, I think he's he's gonna a guy that's going to get targeted a lot, uh, maybe a sneaky DFS play. And then, you know, D.J. Chark uh, – I think you do roll the dice against uh the Colts D. You know, division games are sometimes high scoring and I could just see this, you know, being one of those. Okay. And uh John, you've got the uh I was going to say toilet bowl, but Buffalo deserves more respect than that. <laughs> do they Buffalo visiting the uh Dolphins here? What are your thoughts
2: on uh, First,
1: I think the Dolphins keep their playoff hopes alive
2: with a win here. They get three. <laughs> <out. laughs> I hear uh, Adam Gase is on his way back in. <laughs> he, he's loaded up. He's got something lined
1: out on the table there that's, that's giving him <laughs> some energy. Uh, but I really just have never been sold on the Bills. Um, you know, they have a good defense, but that's about it. Josh Allen can fall forward for a few yards every now and then. Uh, But really, the the star of the show is the defense. And I think this is going to be a classic low-scoring AFC East Divisional game. It's down in Miami. The weather is going to be who knows. I haven't looked it up, but it's going to be better than Buffalo. Uh, So, I really think there's not anybody I start confidently. Um, I mean, maybe Devontae Parker. uh, But I feel like every time you say maybe Devontae Parker, he doesn't actually have a good game. <laughs> There's not too many too many must starts here.
2: He's so sick of being called maybe Devonte Parker. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you uh, do you
0: start Devin Singletary in this game? No. Oh, okay. So bench Devin Singletary. You heard it here first. Um, Air, uh, JL, why don't you tell us about this um, Denver Minnesota matchup? Um I think on paper it looks like it could be a lopsided game but I would not be shocked if it's closer than people think.
2: Yeah, I think that it'll it'll definitely be uh closer than people think. I feel like Minnesota is definitely one of those teams where every time it's a it's a plus matchup for them, somehow Kirk Cousins just doesn't show up. And uh you know, I think that Denver is is you know definitely has a, a formidable defense and you know, a team that could be good um against this Minnesota um offense and so you know Stefan Diggs is one of those players where he always feels like a good start but um you know he, he he's very inconsistent and he's been disappointing a lot uh, lately even with you know Thielen missing time where you think he you know a lot of people think that you know Thielen is is taking his opportunity but um I think that you know Diggs is, is a must start on where you drafted him and, and his you know his pedigree, but um, who knows? I mean, you guys think that uh, Kyle Rudolph is, is the real deal? I mean, I'm I'm kind of sad I didn't see him in the the um, cool or not cool section.
0: Two catches for two yards and two touchdowns <laughs> just feels like it's not sustainable <laughs> to me. I'm a, I'm a little skeptical. He seems just, perfectly
2: sustainable to me. I don't know. I actually
0: about. like Irv Smith. <laughs> He gets wow. – I'll talk about him later, but he's a DFS guy for me.
2: Yeah, all the all the yeah. Dynasty nerds just got, got a little chill across their neck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you're our NFC South guy this week. Tell us about New Orleans visiting Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think this is going to be a rebound game for Drew Brees. I think, you know, regardless of what I said and earlier, and I think that is true, um, I think the Saints come out this week firing – Uh, Michael Thomas, I think, is a must-start in DFS. Uh, You roll with Ronald Jones again. Then you roll all the Tampa Bay pass catchers because this is projected to be a high-scoring game. Is there anybody you sit in this game, Eric, that's fantasy relevant? Maybe Jared Cook, if you're holding on to him, still a tight end. Holding on? I had like seven Mm. points last week. Yeah, I I believe it. I think he had ten targets too. Okay, well, maybe it's just a bias I have against him. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, why don't you tell us about this exciting matchup between the two and seven Jets and the one and eight? Reds you know, this is down. the one that I thought you were going to call the toilet bowl because these teams have worse records. I, I feel like this game is strangely going to be entertaining because I feel like this could be a good Sam Darnold game. You have the return of Jamison Crowder, who's probably going to get revenge on the Skins. Uh Revenge on you. Jay Gruden's not there anymore. Ah, oh, it's very true. <laughs> I think I think teams just love sticking it to the Redskins. Yeah, they come in there and they just want to just squash them like grapes. So I just I feel like there's some intriguing storylines in this game. Everyone
2: wants to do that to the Redskins, even the fans.
0: <laughs> well, the Redskins have been merciful
1: this season. They've had some of the quickest years, so this one might be over quick because they just seem to run the ball, go out and punt the ball. So I do. I always Adrian Peterson. Uh, he just needs to be able to squeak one out from behind, from behind any sort of offense, and he, he could go for any sort of touchdown. Uh, this could be a Sam Darnold game, even though the Redskins sneakily have been, like I said, holding the deep, uh, holding uh, offense points totals just because the game goes by so quickly. There's not a lot of possessions there. It seems like they're almost running out the clock. But I've been on the Anderson train all and I'm gonna keep being on the Robbie Anderson train, probably wrongfully, but I'm gonna keep riding Robbie Anderson.
2: Yeah, Robbie Anderson's not even on the Robbie Anderson train.
0: <laughs> so John, cause does that mean since I have him in our league, uh, that you'll trade me for him? Yeah, I'll trade
2: you um Zay Jones for him.
0: <laughs> but that's that's your Mal Zay
2: Jones. <laughs> Look, this is a perfect opportunity to use front yard fantasy. is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll run that through uh, the trade uh, Raider thing
0: you have. <laughs> um, Eric, I'm going to go a little bit out of order here. Eric, um, your Niners are hosting Arizona and what could be seen as maybe a uh, uh, we're so pissed off we lost, we're going to take it out on Arizona game. So why don't you tell us about I think game. it's going to be a little closer than people think it is. Uh, we only beat them by three the first time in and- – Kyler Murray had a decent game. I think you start anyone because this could be a sneaky high-scoring game. Debo's a good play. I actually think Mostert has the potential to have a good game. Doesn't mean he necessarily will, but I think the opportunities could be there. Um, And uh, I think for the Arizona Cardinals side, you're being a little wary on their pass catchers. Sherman is okay, so might cover one of them. But um, if you don't have better options, I'd say roll with Kirk and – uh, you know, Fitzgerald. Okay, let's run through these last four uh, really quick here. JL uh, Philly hosting New England in a rematch of Super Bowl 51. Um, what are your takeaways for this game?
2: Man, I think that uh, Big Bad Bills is not going to let what happened in the Super Bowl happen again. Um, you know, the, the Patriots are infamous for taking uh, a team's best player. Uh, but the good news is Eagles are just like a bat of mediocrity. So it's going to be hard to pick just one player. Um, you know, I think they could potentially target Zach Ertz. Uh, so Dallas Goddard, if you're absolutely desperate, <laughs> be, um, you know, a, a sneaky last, you know, last shot uh, that you could take if you're absolutely desperate. Eric, don't twist my words. I'm not saying start Dallas Goddard over <laughs> Zach Ertz. <laughs> um, you know Jordan Howard's been a interesting narrative this season i'm i'm interested to to hear what uh you fellows think about uh you know his opportunity in this game
0: um i think uh to use a word that i think is a good word to use game script is a factor here if they're losing by a lot i think it's going to be more miles sanders if they have a lead i think they could salt it away with jordan howard i think that would be the kind of biggest teller for this game between them um but I, I do think this could be a, um, a not only an entertaining matchup, but there could be a lot of points scored in this game as well. Um, I think it being a CB, I think this is going to be on um, CBS, um, and I feel like it's a Tony Romo called game, which I feel like are always entertaining. Yeah, those, getting,
2: those are entertaining.
0: Uh, um,
2: the the it's a little interesting is uh, the the over unders forty four point five so you know a, a lot of times that, that's not like a readily apparent line uh for a game like these cities but uh, i think this this game could easily end up being uh you know really high scoring and could potentially take the over on that
0: mhm um i'm going to go for our next game to our raiders expert here um you've got the uh 0 and 9 soon to maybe be 1 and 9 cincinnati bengals visiting the open <laughs> raiders <laughs> so, John, what do you think for this I, game? I
1: don't want to get too overconfident because that's when it always seems to go wrong. But, I mean, the they're o, o and 8 They're starting Ryan Finley. I mean, there's not really a lot that could go wrong. I mean, I think this is Derek <laughs> day. I think uh, Malze Jones, uh, Emmy Award winning Everybody Loves Damon uh, Jones. <laughs> breakout game today like I um and I think this is a really good job uh maybe even Jalen Richard if you're having to dig a little deep because I do think that it's gonna be one of those games where uh gets put away early and, and they're just sort of uh, running the ball down. And I know
2: that they're gonna try and limit Josh Jacobs to carries. Don't tell me that I need him <laughs> so you're telling me sit Josh Jacobs and quay Jalen Richard, right? No, I'm saying play both of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true
0: Raiders fan right there. Um, Eric, real quick, Chicago and L.A. What's a quick thought, 30 seconds or less? I think it's going to be a, a ugly game. Two eh, quarterbacks. Trubisky sucks, actually. But uh, two good defenses. I think your starting cup and David Montgomery, if you're desperate, maybe a Rob, but that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, you're probably right. Probably ugly game. And real quick, I'm going to break down Kansas City and the Chargers. You're playing Mahomes. You're playing Kelsey. You're playing Tyreek Hill. You're throwing a dart if you play Watkins or any other pass catchers. And uh, you're playing roulette when you play the Chiefs running back. So don't expect much. Um, And the Chargers, you're playing both the running backs. Uh, Phillip Rivers, if you're in a pinch with someone on a bye. And then you're playing Keenan Allen. Um, Hunter Henry, um, I think most people know the, the fantasy players they 're playing in this game in um, Mexico City and hopefully a bounce back game from my guys so we'll we 'll see that on monday night um, so we 're going to slide over uh, from our game previews here to a little dFs and um i 'm just going to ask you guys for one or two players regardless of position of maybe where you guys see value this week so um uh, JL, I'll start with you. Is there anybody in DFS you think needs to be uh, bought this week?
2: Yeah, so the you know, one deal that really stuck out to me is you know, JD McKissick at $4,600. Seems like a really great deal. Uh, last week he got 16 touches, seven targets, um, and it seems like he he could potentially see similar usage uh, in this game against Dallas. Um, another one might be Ky- Kyle Allen. Uh, seems like a sneaky play at QB if you're. You're really trying to go low at uh, QB at 5,300. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that both of those guys have opportunities.
0: All right, Eric, um, what about you? Uh, we've talked about him a couple times, but I like Raheem Mostert. Uh, with Breida out, he's not going to get a huge workload, but he is – I think he's averaged over five yards a carry this year. The opportunities are there for him to have a, a good game and a sneaky play. And the next – talked about him also, but Irv Smith, he has six targets in three out of the last four games. Uh, he's, with Thielen out, I think he's another pass catcher that steps up. And they used an early pick on him, so I think they intend to use him a lot. Okay, um, John, I know you're not a big DFS guy. Did you want to shut any out or just uh, skip just, it?
1: Just, just Zay Jones. Mal Zay Jones has a mandate to succeed, and I think he has that.
0: <laughs> I think he uh... – we got to make something happen with him. We got to like tweet him or something. I think his name's been mentioned in this podcast more than any other player. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him on the on the pod one time. We'll see what we can do. Have him as our special guest next week. Um some guys I just wanted to say real quick. Josh Allen's averaged before this past start this year, he's averaged over 30 points a game against the Dolphins in his career. Um that's the team he feasts on every season, so he's a uh, quarterback I think to look at um Jamison Crowder I think this is again a revenge game against the Redskins um I I could easily see him scoring a touchdown in this game um and there's a lot of good values at tight end um Jack Doyle I think Darren Phelps gets a touchdown in this game as well he's a touchdown machine um and any defense that's playing against the backup quarterback I think you got to play this week um there's a lot of good values out there um and you've got to get them so you can get the CMC, the God, because he's just the God. Um, all right, uh, so that's our DFS for the day. If you have any questions of maybe some more, if we didn't get to them, just uh, send them to uh, to my email, DAVMEN, the number 10 at yahoo.com. i will be happy to answer any questions if you do have um, some DFS questions we didn't get to. Um, I want to move to our random question of the day. So, John, who was uh, our... Who are we sponsored by this week?
1: Well, we're sponsored by FrontYardFantasy.com, but also Ooh, Roomba. Whoop. You know, in the uh, spirit of big data, Roomba's definitely not gathering the blueprint of everyone's home. They're totally not doing that. Buy a Roomba today. A Roomba?
0: I've never even heard of a Roomba.
2: The, the little robot that is a vacuum? Oh, good. I, they, I prefer, they prefer that you haven't heard of them or about their blueprint schemes. i didn't know that's what they were called i'm learning something new every day here what what did you think
0: they were called uh floor vacuums roly sucky things yeah (laughs) um so our random question this week is which player that you've ever drafted is the most stressful to own and why so john i'm gonna go to you first who is your player he is so stressful you maybe don't ever want to own him again or if you draft him you know he's going to be stressful I didn't know you we were doing specific player. I was just going to go with a, a grouping of players, somebody who's oh.
1: uh, in start the season or suspended to start the season because you know a lot of times you draft them thinking they're going to be good, and then you have to four weeks uh, if they're going to come back and be good, and then even the next couple of weeks after that. Somebody like Come on, John. And- we know you're talking about Jay Zones. <laughs> <laughs> so you you spend a lot of
0: time stressing, and they don't even get on the field yet. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. I, I think I'm with you on that. Um, that I definitely actually stay away from those guys just for that reason. So I think you're right on par with that. Um, Eric, who about you? Who's your guy? You know, I feel like this year you could have said Antonio Brown just based off this. But I, I he didn't play long enough. He was stressful in that period of time. But Aaron Rodgers, for the longest time, I think five oh, years, preach. he was a top two quarterback. And now he's just, like, he's playing fine, but Aaron Jones will randomly have four touchdowns and all of them being inside the five. And the Packers will have a good game, and then
2: Rodgers will have, like, 12. It's very brave of you going up against Packers fans. I don't envy your inbox this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it needs to be said. Rodgers is good, but fantasy-wise, he is stressful. Uh, Eric, I actually... If I had thought of that one, I would have liked that more than my answer. I told you it was good. It was very good because as an Aaron Rodgers owner right now, it is so stressful to see them drive down the field and know they're just going to hand the ball to Aaron Jones. Um, he, he's a good player. He, just, he doesn't care about his stats, which sucks for fantasy, but good for real life. Um, JL, what about you?
2: I got two for you, fellas, this week. Okay. First one, Will Fuller.
0: Yes. Oh,
2: goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude yeah. can blow up for three touchdowns in like four minutes. And then you're always like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start him. Then it's the next week, the next four weeks, nothing. And then he gets hurt. Yeah. So That's yeah.
0: the one thing knowing when you draft him is he's going to suffer a leg injury at some point in the season. But
1: it's almost merciful when he gets injured because then you don't
2: have to go back and forth on starting him because you don't <laughs> want to back <laughs> Thank you, Will
0: Fuller. (laughs) Who's your other one?
2: The other one is my man. He's near and dear to my heart. Went to high school with him, Stephon Diggs. My God. I've been attached to him for years in all these dynasty leagues that I'm like super biased. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get Stephon Diggs because I know him. It's never fun starting him. I I swear over three seasons, he's had like three or four 40-point games, and every single one, he's been on my bench. (laughs) <laughs> does just De- does Stefan Diggs know who you are like did you guys have class together or anything we did uh yeah we had a, we had a bunch of classes together it was the same class uh through high school I did beat him in a sit-ups competition once freshman gym I was chubby and he looked over at me and said you cheated and I said you're absolutely right I cheated look at me like are you kidding me
0: you think I was doing the
2: full up and down sit-ups like <laughs> hell no I was doing half sit-ups <laughs>
0: speaking as a phys ed teacher we definitely don't care. We usually are just like, once you're done, you're done. We don't ever, like, care if they look good or not. Um, All right, so real quick, my guy is O.J. Howard. I like your guys a lot better than mine. But um, I had him as a free agent pickup last year, had high hopes, did nothing. Invested a high ground pick in him this year. And uh, I finally cut bait with him two weeks ago. I had enough. And then, of course, yeah. is when he goes off and gets a, t- and gets a touchdown. So um, I just I, – I can't deal with him anymore. I, I think he's, like, the fourth mouth defeat in that offense, even though he's uber-talented. Um, he's just too stressful. You see that big zero next to his name uh, for, like, three-fourths of the game.
2: It's it's funny. I feel like O.J. Howard is, like, a good example of, like, someone who's just so athletic. And he's, like, like by every uh, metric and every indication, he should be super productive. And he hasn't been for like, you know, the, the two years, two or three years he's been in the league, yet fantasy players are still like, oh, it's coming. Look at that boy. He's got muscles. It's coming. Just you wait. <laughs> and it's just one of those things that happen.
1: David, it's
2: uh, decisions like that with O.J. Howard where
1: you, you stick with him through all the bad and get rid of him right before the good where you're only the number two highest
2: scorer in our
0: fan. Oh, this is another discussion for another day. We have more time, but I, I have to vent
2: about that in our next podcast. Because <laughs> you, you picked up Kyle Rudolph after his two touchdown, two catch game, dropped OJ Howard. Uh, I, I, I had Gerald Everett.
0: So I just was like, I'll cut bait with him. But uh, yeah, this is a discussion for another day. And we have a little bit more time. I, 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 I need to vent. So um, before we move to our last topic, which is our, our game for this week, um, I want to bring to your guys' attention, and we'll only spend like two or three minutes on this. We don't need to spend too long. Eric, I was driving home today from work, minding my own business, you know, not expecting too much. <laughs> I get a notification on my phone that a uh a trade has been proposed to you in the uh our fantasy league. So, oh wow, well, okay, I haven't got one of those in a while. Let me open it up and see what it is. So I see Eric's team, and I'm like, Eric never offers me trades must be something decent. This guy offers me Zach Pascal and Brian Hill for Juju Smith-Schuster. And this isn't even the worst part of it. The worst part of this trade is when I send a text to Eric asking, what crap is this that you sent me? What pile of poop did you just send me? This guy has the audacity to defend it and make it seem like I'm the one missing out on the good trade
2: all right let me know when i can so
0: (laughs) before eric responds i just would like to know from each of you am i overreacting or is this a trade that you guys don't think is or you guys think i'm i'm in the right for this my reaction i've
1: seen worse but i'm never a fan of two for one trades because you have to drop someone anyway so it it always seems nice to get two mediocre players for a better player, but you got to drop someone anyway. So I never am a fan of two for one
2: trades.
0: Jay, what do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like stocks, you know, you're, you'd certainly be selling Juju low and selling Zach Pascal and Brian Hill. uh, Very, very high. So, uh, you know, I think that you could make that trade, and it could work out, but more likely your brother's going to win that one and he's going to never let you live it down. So I'm not taking that trade. All right.
0: Let me, let me, David paints a certain picture or a certain side of the story. I'm giving you the broader picture. First of all, he responded with a Peyton Barber for McCaffrey offer. And I was, <laughs> that was a because I was so angry. I'm that's very fair with you. So we're sweet, in a we're, we're in a twelve team league and eight teams make the playoffs. David is in eleventh place right now. Woo! He is in the se- he's the second to least points scored, and there's a log jam in the middle. So David so David would basically have to go three and zero his final games to get in two and one at the very worst, and and hope that he has some high scoring weeks. Eric, who's in first in that league? I'm just curious. I am. No, David, David, not the one I'm thinking of. David's running backs this week are David Montgomery, who appeared on the injury report this week, and Raheem Mostert, who I think could have a sneaky good week. But I said Brian Hill's volume, even if it's for this week and next week, you need to win games. Juju is playing Cleveland, who Denzel Ward will probably follow him. He's had single digits and we play in a half PPR league in three out of the last four. Like I yeah. From the name point, he's I'm basically winning it. But if he's trying to make the playoffs, he needs to have the best lineup
2: the, the remaining three weeks. So what happens when Devonta Freeman comes back in a game or two? If Devonta Freeman doesn't, if Devonta Freeman comes back this week, then the trade is poop and David
0: has every point. But I'm this is banking on that he's out this week and potentially next. Okay, I, I want to summarize this up real quick because we got to move on. Um, Eric, I think you're doing the classic, I'm trying to sell at their very highest value. Juju is definitely not worth nearly what you drafted him for, but he's also not worth two free agent pickups in the last two weeks. It's also not worth Zach Pascal, who T.Y. Hilton is probably coming back next week. Devontae Freeman is probably coming back next week, or maybe another. So it's basically you're saying I'll trade Juju Smith-Schuster for one week of these guys. That alone is not worth it to me. Um, I'm, also, hey. I'm also not into basically giving you an advantage of making your team that much better for basically poop. I I don't think this trade would actually go through without being vetoed. Um, It will never happen. And as Howie Mandel um, adequately puts it, uh, I'll let him say better than me. (laughs) If my thing could play, you would hear it. There it is. question
2: is, what do you want to do for yourself? There you go. Hope, no deal. I hope you think about those words tonight, Eric. Wait, David. Real, real yeah. quick.
0: $5 bet. Does Juju score over 10 fantasy points?
2: Uh, still oh, sure come on. Mr. Dodger, I'm not selling him. <laughs> Wait, Wait I got, I got one question for you. Eric, would you take that trade if the – the sides are reversed. Would you trade away Juju? For I probably,
0: I probably would because the last place, full of shit.
2: Well, Bull, David, bullshit. David,
0: no, David no, I don't, it's the first David, time ever the pod. The, David, bullshit. The, the punishment in your league is so bad that I wouldn't want to come in last. What's the punishment? I'm very confident that my team will turn it around. This is the team I drafted Odell and Juju with my first two picks. That's so worked at, out. At a, at a future date, you'll have to tell everyone the punishment for your league. I will. I will. Um, so we're going to get to our last topic here as we're running out of time here. Um, this week, our game is, is this a practice squad player or a name I made up? So I'm going to ask you guys a name of a player. I'm going to read you as a name of a player. You have to tell me if it's a practice squad player or if it's a name I just put together just now. Okay. okay. First one to three is. gonna. All All right. Be- so how does this work? So, I'm going to go one by one. I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to read a name, and you tell me practice squad or made-up player. If you're right, you get a point. If you're wrong, no point. Cool. All right. John, I'm going to start with you. Linebacker, Therese Hall.
1: i want to say it's a practice squad
0: player. That is correct. He is a practice squad player. Therese on the top of your head. (laughs) All right. Eric. Next one, Dwayne Hendricks. Uh, I'm going to say you made it up. It is incorrect. He is a practice squad player
2: for the Miami Dolphins, a defensive nice. end. No point. No point. Think you. he's going to go two fake one after the other? Come on. Is your first time on Deal or No Deal? All right, Jay, I'm going to go to you next. Running back, Valentino Johnson.
0: Ooh.
2: Oh, Valentino seems like a plausible name, but it also sounds like a character in a book. I'm going to go with real.
0: That is incorrect. Valentine Johnson is a real running back for the New York Jets. Valentino is Can I get
2: a half point and say it was a typo? <laughs> you know what? You're
0: the guest on the pod. I'll give you the half point especially cuz that puts Eric in last oh, yeah. place. You hear
2: that,
1: Eric? Take him 6 rounds now to win at that rate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, next
1: one to you again. Lester Cotton. Lester guard. Cotton, I, that is a definitely a real person. That is correct. He is a guard practice squad
2: player for the Rangers. John is a secret savant at this game. I don't know what's <laughs> happening.
0: All right. Uh, Eric, next one to you. Tight end Charles Jones. Uh, I feel like that's such a generic name you'd think it's true, but I think you made it up. Uh, that is actually a practice squad player. I knew you were gonna say. I feel that. like there's probably touch- like
2: four practice squad players named Charles Jones.
0: That's very true. This one's a tight end for the Jacksonville. Jaguars. Damn you for knowing
2: me! <laughs> no points for you.
0: Uh, all right, JL. Next one for you. Tight end Parker Blessy.
2: Parker Blessy. Mm-hmm. I feel like you heard someone sneeze and you just were coming up with random names. That's not a real name.
0: He is actually a real player. He is a tight end for the Tennessee Titans. This game is rigged. <laughs> John, then if you get this next one, you Woo! win. Three for three. Are yes, you ready? Sir. All right. For the win, cornerback Robert
1: McGuire. I, I can't believe they give me three real ones in a row. Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go false. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that, that that's a fake name made
0: up. And we have a winner! <laughs> John Van the practice squad guru.
2: <laughs> In all my time knowing you, John, I never knew you had the skill. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh, we might have to handicap him for this next time. This, to play. this, this guy seems, just this guy seems to like thing. he'd be a good dynasty player. <laughs>
1: I'm picking up Lester Cotton on the uh, on the wire. <laughs> are you starting him this week? Oh, he's a big time start against the Bengals. They're going to be playing
0: everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm all about the Lester. All about Lester Cotton on this show. Um, well, we are definitely out of time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Thank you, JL, for, uh, for joining us and, um, and for talking about Front Yard Fantasy. For those that are interested, make sure you go to frontyardfantasy.com. Again, it's a great-looking site, and it's um, very useful for the fantasy community. Um, JL, again, thanks again for, uh, for coming on and, and talking about this with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. And um, John and Eric, as always, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, glad to, glad, to, uh, glad um, we got to, to publicly tell uh, our listeners about the trade. And Me too. I, I feel better now. I, yeah. feel a lot I would better. also like to remind
2: everyone that the 49ers lost on Monday. Uh, I could hear that all day. <laughs> Go to the Chiefs. The Chiefs, 6-3, um, and three, right? 6-4.
0: Uh, and, and Only a half game
1: up on the Raiders. Ooh.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be a nice fight to the finish between our teams. Um, Any last words before we say goodbye, guys? Don't watch the Skins-Jets game this weekend.
1: Um, Don't look at bad trades while you're driving. That's unsafe. (laughs) Play me out.
2: Give me the siren. (laughs) Uh,
0: Next Wednesday, um, for a recap of last week and some more shenanigans and fun, catch you guys next week.
1: David, you sounded real silly at the end there. I can't wait to...